0: ने सरोज राज निज मनु मुकर रघुबर बिमल जसु Harhu Kalish Bikar Jai Hanuman Gyan Gunasagar Jai Kapi Siti Hulok Ujagar Ramadut Atulit Baladama, Anjani Putra Pavan Mahabir Vikram Bajarangi Kumati Nivari Sumati Kesangi Kanchanabaranabiraja subhesha Kananakundala kunchitakesha Hatha Badra oh Twaja Biraj Kan he moojjane संकर सुवन के नंदन तेज प्रताप महा जग बंधन पित्यावान गुणी अति चातुर राम काज करी को आतुर प्रभु रत्र सुनी को रसिया राम लखन सी तामन बसिया सुक्ष्म रूप धरी सिय ही दिखावा Vikat roop dhari lank jarava, bheem roop dhari asura samhare, rām chandra ke kaj laisa jeevan लखनजी जी आई श्री रघुवीर हरषि उर गाय रघुपति कीन्ही बहुत बड़ाई तुम मम प्रिय भरतहि सब भाई सहस बदन तुम्ह गावे अस कही श्रीपति का लगावे सनकादिक भ्रामा दिमुलीसा नारद सारद सहित अहीसा जम कुबेर दिग पाल जहाते कभी को बिद कही सके कहते, तुम उपकार सुग्री वही की नहा, राम मिलाय राजपत तुम्रो मंत्र भी भी माना, लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना, जुग सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानू, लील्यो ताहि मधुर फल जानू, प्रभु मुद्रिका, मैली मुखमाही जलती लांगी गए अच्छ रजनाही दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनोग्रह तुम ते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे होत ना आज्ञा बेनु पैसारे सब सुख लहे तुमारी शरणा तुम राक्षक का को डरे ना आपन तेज समारो आपे तीनों लोक हाँकते कापे भूत पिशाच ने कट नहीं आवे महाबीर जब नाम सुनावे Nasi रोग, हरे सब पीरा, जपत निरांतर हनुमत नीरा, संकट ते हनुमान शुरावे, बचन ध्यान जुलावे, तिन के काज सकल तुम साजा और मनोरत जो कोई लावे सोई अमित जीवन फल पावे चारो जुग परताप तुम्हारा है परसिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु संत के तुम रखवारे असुरने कांदन राम दुलारे अश्ट सिधिनाव। dedike data asbar din jan ki sayan तुम्हरी पासा सदा रहो रघु पति दासा, भजन राम को पावे जन्म जन्म दुख बिसरावे अंत काल जाए, भक्त सद धरही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख करही संकट कटे कर मिटे सब पीरा जो सोबे रे हनुमत बल बीरा जय 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 हनुमान गुसाई कृपा करहु गुरु देव की नाई जो सत्तबार पाट करी कोई छूट ही बंधी महासुक होई जो यह पढ़े हनुमान चालीसा हुए सिद्ध साकी गौरी सा तुलसी दास सदाहरी चेरा की जय नाथ रेदे महादेवा पवतने संकट हरने mangal moorati roop, ram lakhan sita sahit, radai baso surbhoop, siyavar ram chandra ki pavan sut hanuman ki Umapati Mahadeva Kijai Bolo Rebhai Savasad Tanakijai Jayashri Ram, Jayashri Krishna, Jai Haduban. Now we were listening to the stories and the Katha on Chadravach. So we saw how the Lunar Dynasty started. We saw how the moon got deluded. We also saw how Pururava got distracted. Isn't it? Eventually the moon and Pururava both are going to attain eternal bliss. That is not the question over here. But the question is that we tend to wander. We all wander, isn't it? Unknowingly, unknowingly. We are all moving towards our Swarup. There is no doubt about it. But in the midst of our journey, many a times we sway. Temptations come our way, lots of temptations. And then we choose prayers over shreyas. What is prayers? Prayers is which is appealing to our senses, right? Which is In the immediate context, something that we really, really like. Like prayers could be eating a chocolate over something like a vitamin, if we explain it to the children. And then we say that, see, chocolates do not have long-term good impact. Momentarily, it's very amazing at the tongue. However, if you eat spinach or your vitamins or fruits, which have a lot of vitamins, they have a long-term benefit. They keep your body healthy for a longer duration. So this is prayers. A chocolate is a prayers. And prayers is something which is good for us. In the same way, in our life also, most of the time we chase prayers. Momentary happiness, momentary joy, momentary things that we feel give us joy and bliss. That is what we chase, yes. We do not think about long-term benefit. We do not choose things which in the long run are going to be beneficial for us. Shreyas, right? But even in our normal lives, right, in our day-to-day activities, it is commonsensical to know that if we look at momentary gains, we might lose out on the long-term benefits. Right, So that's why always if you look at big organizations, they have vision statement, then they have a mission statement, and then they have short-term and long-term goals, and then they have day-to-day agendas. So what is it? See, vision is a broad perspective, like this is my vision or this is my big goal. You can just look every organization as a vision statement, And then based on that vision, a mission statement is made, right? That is more, vision is like all through the organization, this is the thing they will follow. It could be 100 years, 1,000 years. This is their main vision statement on which they would work. Now, the mission statement can be a little shorter duration. It, It still is a broad perspective, right? And then comes Long-term plans, based on that vision, a mission is based and based on that mission, long-term plans are made to accomplish the mission and the vision. Based on the long-term plans, short-term plans are made. Based on the short-term plans, day-to-day plans are made, right? So, there is an alignment in the organization. And most of the times when they hire, they are very particular to hire people who, who can see their vision and are actually conducive to the mission statement. Their personalities have to blend in with the vision and the mission of the organization. Why am I telling you all this? If a PIDLY organization, I am considering it Piddly in front of this entire universe, in front of us, we ourselves are the manifestations of this universe, isn't it? We are bigger than any organization for that matter. So if we consider ourselves just like an organization, do we have a vision statement? Yes, do we have a vision statement? Like this is my vision. This is my overall purpose of existence. This is what I exist for. Do we have that? Second, based on that vision, do we have a mission? This is my mission. This is how I'm going to accomplish that vision. Sorry for the slip of tongue. Accomplish that mission. Like this is the purpose of my life. And this is my broader plans through which I will accomplish the purpose of my life. And these are my long-term plans through which I will accomplish the purpose of my life. These are my short-term plans, probably monthly, yearly. These are my daily plans based on which I will accomplish the vision of my life. If an organization can think like that, why can't we think like that? And why can't we then function to reach the vision? Because we consider ourselves and our existence Unimportant, useless. Is it so? Uh, do you have anything of this in plan? See, based on your plans, based on your broader vision, you can align your life. Let me just give you an example. The broader vision could be I want to be in my Satchit the knowledge that I am Satchit Swaroop. Starting from that, to reach that Satchit Swaroop, or like, you know, there are mission statements like giving maximum joy to maximum people and all that. You, we'll research it. Next time, we'll talk about a lot of vision and mission statements. Now, what is my ultimate vision? Where do I see myself? I see myself Attaining my Sachchidanand and Swaroop. To see myself like that, what has to be my mission? How am I going to accomplish it? And that is my broader mission. This is my broader mission in life. And then long-term plans to accomplish my Sachchidanand Swaroop. Short-term day-to-day plans to accomplish my Sachchidanand Swaroop. And then minute by minute plan: what can I do? What can I do? Not do? What is outbound for me? What is not? If we make a spiritual base, that is what we always say, right? Based on that spiritual base, we have to build our material world. See our scriptures, nobody is running away from samsara. Samsara is not a taboo. The day-to-day activities is not a taboo. Dharma, artha, kam, moksha, as we understood last session, is not a taboo because Puru Rava had to face a lot of problems because he gave up on he did not do Pranam, to earth and calm, right? But how we use it, how we implement it, if we have a dharmic base and a spiritual base, and then we start building our earth, calm, moksha on it, would it be conducive? Would it be aligned? The problem is we have been brainwashed. Brainwashed because now we see only a sadhu sannyasi as an elevated soul. Rest of us do not need a broader vision, nor a mission, nor a long term or a short term agenda to reach our goal because we are goalless, aimless. What is our uh, duty in life? Eat, be merry, sleep, have fun, have children, grow old, and die. Khao, piyo, or marjau. Aisa nahi hai. Each of us, no matter which state, which stage in the ashram we are, have to walk towards that same divine. And hence, if we have a broader vision with the Lord in place, everything else will be aligned and we won't sway. And even if we sway, like when we looked at the moon, Dev and uh, Chandradev, and then we looked at Pururava, even if they swayed, they would align themselves to their vision. He got tempted by the Afsara, he really, really longed for Urvashi. In fact, what he did is, he forgot all his tapas, right? Even after being reminded by Urvashi, you are a man. This is Manushya Jan. Don't get so carried away by attachments to anything, right? Be it your wife, be it your husband, be it your children. Yes, love everybody. But don't get so attached that you forget your broader vision and mission in life. Yet he did not understand. So he wanted to please the Gandhars so that after that he could go to the Gandharvalok. Right? Instead of pleasing the Lord and attaining to the Lord, he diverted all his energies toward pleasing the Gandhars and going to the Gandharvalok. Just like us, we divert all our energies to please And go to heaven, right? Not knowing that heaven is such a small thing. We enjoy joys here. We enjoy joys there. We enjoy the same things over there in heaven. And unfortunately, we are not able to get more punya. Nor are we able to actually accumulate any good deeds. And as soon as our punya gets over, we are thrown down. So it is like we are paying by our punya to go to heaven. Over here, so that is why the sages say, I do not want to go to heaven. That is not my destination. Lat ke mujhe punya bhi zero ho It is like you pay to stay in a hotel and as soon as you are unable to pay, you're kicked out, right? The hotel is not going to say no, even if you have no money, you can stay with us for the rest of our life, your life, no? So the sages don't want to go to heaven. The sages don't want to go to the other loks also. The sages don't even want to go to Brahma loc. They want to go beyond. So that they don't have to come back. But over here, Pururava got so deluded and so attached to Urvashi that his vision got clouded. Just like all of our visions are clouded. We mistake attachment for our family to love for our family. We actually see prayers. Prayers is short-term attachment with the family and we forget Shreyas. Shreyas is God. We start saving, accumulating, hoarding for our family. That is prayers. We think it is a good deed. Very good. Certain amount, yes. But we let the other people starve and die. The people in Somalia, the people in India, there's so many of them who don't even get food. They don't have clothes to cover themselves because we are hoarding for our own family. Anyway, make your children capable so that they can feed themselves. Why make them unnecessary creepers, right? Creepers who cannot grow on their own. They are uh, these are parasitic plants, right? Parasites where they have to grow around another tree and then they take their nutrition from that tree. If the tree dies, the creeper cannot survive. That is the kind of generation we are creating. Parasites, so now over here Pururava has forgotten everything else. He is putting all his punya, all his tapas power, all the knowledge that he knows. He is investing to pray to the Gandharvas, and all he wants to do is to reach Gandharvlok. Now the Gandharvas gave him a vessel, right? They gave him a vessel, and they said, "Listen, you." There is fire in this vessel, right? Jataveda. There is the fire and you can churn, produce flame, which is known as the Jataveda and then worship it and then reach the Gandharvalok. So he did. He churned thinking that one stick is he, one stick is Urvashi. He churned and then Jataveda came and he started praying to go to Kandharvalok. Now mind you, before this, the knowledge and the science of rituals like Rig Veda, and Sam came because of Pururava. There were no rituals. It is said in Bhagavat. I will just read it out. Before the time of Pururava, there was but one Veda in the form of Pranav that is Om, the syllable, the mystical, mythical syllable Om, the seed of all speech, mystical syllable, not mythical, I am sorry. So, before the time of Pururava, there was but one Ved in the form of Pranav, that is, the mystical syllable Om, the seed of all speech. There was one deity, Narayan, and no other. There There was but one fire, and not three. And only one caste, known as the Hamsas, the three Vedas, that is the cult of the rituals expounded by them, came into being from Pururava alone at the dawn of Treta. Can you imagine? It was not see. Ek Ved, ek Bhagwan, ek Mantra, ek Jati, Varna there was no distinction but now Pururava because of his desire these three things were created rituals to get other benefits in life See, Thakurji ko paane ke liye, to get God what kind of a ritual is needed nothing but just needed pure devotion and love is enough in any which ways the rituals today cannot be Successful because I think we have discussed this the samagri, the money, the people who are conducting the rituals are not pure and the knower of Brahmas. Even the pandits that we get are not worth calling the pandits anymore. They are not pure, they are not self realized, they are not beyond the dualities of the world, they are not beyond sorrows and joys. So, if we even when we are getting the pandit to do the yagna, or when we are sitting to do the yagna, when we are having all the samagri, that the things to things and the things through which the yagna can be conducted, they are not pure. So when these things are not pure, the yajna will not be successful, no matter how many times you do the yagna. So after Satyug, division started happening. This started in the beginning of Treta Yuga. So before that, this division, this Jati Bhed, this... Uh, not Jati Ped also, I won't say Varna system. Everybody was one. Hamsas the, one God, one Ved, this division of rituals. There were no silly rituals, you know. I'm sorry to say this because many a times we forget that the rituals are the means to achieve the end. Now what is the end? End is God. We do the rituals to attain another end. So much so that even on Diwali, we do Lakshmi Puja for wealth. What kya ho sakta hai? So, wealth is not good. But praying for wealth? but Isn't it shallow? To me, it sounds very shallow. So, it started after Pururava. And he finally got to go to Gandharv Lok and meet Urvashi as he really wanted. So, he was successful. But, it is said later, when we go to the 11th skandha, of Srimad Bhagavat Mahapurad, we'll realize that Pururava also developed a dispassion towards Urvashi and this world. And later on, he went away. He dropped everything, went away and realized the Lord. So ultimately, no matter how much you revel in the world, no matter how much you fulfill your desires, I want this, I want that. For children nowadays, they want new laptops, new earphones, new clothes, new things, you know. There is no end to it. And after a while, you will get tired of your own wants. And then what? One desire after another. One birth after another. One thing after another. This never ends, right? This never-ending cycle. And attachment causes expectation. Expectation causes hurt. Hurt causes uh, agony. Then again, you weep. You cry. You are sorrowful. Then again, you want somebody to give you joy. What cycle, vicious cycle of agony we are rolling in. And Pururava also got lost in the cycle. Just like the moon thought that I do not have to seek the Lord, I do not have to seek anything within. If I get Driyaspati's wife, she is bright, she is Tara, she'll enlighten me, I will be happy. Can anybody enlighten you and make you happy? No. Happiness is an inside thing. It flows from within, never from outside It. The sooner we understand this, the better it is for us. In the scriptures, they try, they try their level best to make us understand. Now, in this dynasty, in this, uh, like, from the, so, Lula dynasty, from uh, the moon came, Lower down came Pururava. Pururava had six children. Out of the six children, the division and many of his grandchildren were born in the Srimad Bhagwat Mahapuran. Religiously, they mentioned each and every name. If it was not real, it is not possible to follow the lineage so much in depth. Six children, each child's descendants are mentioned through this descendant, this happened, through that descendant, this happened. The tree, the tree, the family tree is so complete. And down the line, in Pururava's uh lineage only, came a king called Gadhi. Gadi was a righteous king. Very righteous, very nice. He had a daughter called Satyavati. Now Satyavati was Gadhi's daughter, and sage Richika. Richika wanted to marry Satyavati. Again, what is wrong in marriage? Why can't sages get married? Only a sage and a decent human being, you know, who is the doer of God, will be able to bring a divine soul into this life, right? It's simple. It is like planting. It is like planting. If you want a certain breed of, of animals or plants, you need that kind of a plant, isn't it? So now the sage desired to marry Satyavati. Now Satyavati was all good Sampat. She was beautiful, she was talented, she was kind, she was uh, loving. She had everything that a human being should have. So king uh, sage... Rachika, after his tapasya, came down and told Gadhi that I want to marry your daughter. Now, Gadhi thought that Rachika was a poor sage, right? Sages, poor, kya If you think richness and poverty is because of money, it's a different uh, thing. And this Gadhi also thought like us. So, he said, How will he keep my daughter happy? Moreover, he wanted to make sure that. The sage loved his daughter and he would go to any extent to keep her happy. So again, he said, normally it is not so. We are from the lineage of Kushikas, the race. And normally this kind of a thing is not done. But in order to marry my daughter, you have to give a Kanya Shulk. It is like uh, giving a dowry, you know, to the father of the girl. If you want to marry this. So you have to prove your love, basically, he says. To prove your love, I want you to get a thousand white horse, each having one black ear. Thousand white horses, each having one black ear. huh? thousand white horses with one black ear. Oh, the king. Put the clause. Everybody does, right? Even Raja Janak said, right? Whoever marries Ma Sita has to be able to lift the dhanush of Shivji. Why? Because Ma Sita herself could lift the dhanush and play with it. So you would definitely want a groom who is at par with your daughter, isn't it? At the same way, even the bride should be at par. So Satyavati was so elevated. To get her, it was not an easy thing. The sage did not get disheartened. He went to Varun Dev. He went to Varun Dev and prayed. He was an elevated sage. He was not an ordinary person. And in those days, the devas would come and talk to you. It happens today also, but it happens to the one who is pure. So Varun Dev helped and he could get thousand white horses with one black ear. He got married to Satyavati. And after a while, Satyavati had a desire to have children. Right? She wanted to start her own family, have children. So, at that time, her mother also wanted to have a child. So, they said that if we want a good child, the sage Rachika would be able to help us. So, they went to sage Rachika and they said... That I Satyavati want to have a child, and my mother also wants to have a child. Could you please do a yagna for us, so that the offspring, offspring, is anukul. You know, he is, he has the qualities needed for a king, because he would be Gadhi's son, and for a Brahmin son. So the qualities from a Brahmin son. That is the sage's son and Satyavati's son are going to be different from the qualities needed for a prince, isn't it? Because he has to rule, this one was supposed to go and proceed in prayers. That is what was the thought process. So they said, Can you please conduct a yagna? And with that yagna, normally a rice keer or something is given, right? So can you give us a charu? And then We'll eat it and accordingly we will have children based on the qualities we need. Just imagine. What kind of a high-level science is this? It baffles me actually when I read these scriptures. I wonder what are these? How badly have we actually the evolution hota hai na? the Dusra is? Devolution has happened. We have become primitive by the day. When I hear people say that we were primates and then we were living in the caves and all this does not seem true when we talk about our scriptures. We were never like that. The science and the technology we had was beyond comprehension. Right now and not only now before also throughout Bhagavad, we have heard the mention of having a certain type of a child. And to have that certain type of a child, you needed to do certain things, right? This kind of a tapasya is needed, that kind of a thing is needed. To have Vamadev. there was a different tapasya, isn't it? So all these kind of tapasyas lead to a child with a particular characteristic. Abhi we find it so difficult to have a girl child or a boy child also. We do not even know whether it will be a girl or a boy, Right? But look at it, not only a gender, but the characteristics the child will have, the capability the child will have could also be designed. Can you imagine? Doesn't this make you think? What kind of a science is this? Why don't we believe in it? Let me ask you, why don't you believe in it? We don't. Even if we read, even if we want to internalize it, that belief is not there. The belief shakes, right? Suppose I tell you that uh, Jamad Agni, Ramji, Hanumanji are Chiranjeevis. They are still all around us. Whenever we call, they will come and sit. They can be summoned. If Parushu Ramji is still there, we can go and take Vidya from him. Do we have the belief that he is still there? Do we believe that Chiranjivi is something like the Ashwatthama is still alive? Is it difficult for you to believe? Or is it believable? And if it is believable, the minute you start believing, the minute you have faith that yes, Hanuman is, yes, Parashuram is, yes, Jamadagni is, all the, yes, Guru Vashishth is, suppose, right? The Chiranjivis. And they change from Manvantar to Manvantar, okay? These are the Chiranjeevies of our Manvantar. And what are Manvantars? We have studied in the previous sessions. You can visit the recordings of the previous sessions where we have done Manvantars and all that at great depth. So, if we believe, or let me tell you, the day you start believing, would you idealize Hanubhaji or would a silly actor become your act, ideal? Uh, ideal. Tell me. The day you start believing that Ramji is and he is able to give us vidya, wouldn't you want to seek him, the best teacher in the world? The day you believe that gurus like Parshish are, would you not want to meet them? That there will be the day... The spark of faith is ignited. Everything material will become useless. Yes, trust me. The Just itti si believe ki hanuman is aur wo aate hai, mil sakte hai, I can meet him is enough to pull you away from the material clutches, the clutches of the maya. What are we chasing? Silly momentary choice. What if we tell you that you can create the world of your choice? You can create the wealth by just clapping. The wealth you chase day in, day out, morning to evening, slogging, slogging, slogging. karte Badatkarteha, don't we? This human birth is wasted. In trivial things like wealth money attachments getting a college you know applauses why because we do not know our potential we do not know that we are capable to get a lot more the person who has no knowledge will probably throw away diamond for a piece of glass right because many a time like these artificial things shine brighter than the real things. Yes, they do, especially in jewellery. So, what are we chasing? Our scriptures are loudly talking about, they talk about teleportation, they talk about transportation of various kinds, they talk about sciences, they talk about how they could establish nakshatras, they talk about how they could transport transport, Themselves from various lokas to this lok to that lok to time frames. Now we get very enticed by time travel, right? Our scriptures talk about time travel all the time. And the science, the science of how a fetus grows in the womb has been mentioned in great depth in Bhagavad in the initial chapters, initial skuns. Now we know all that because we have the technology. How did they know it then? How did they know it then? The solar system, right? All the lunar, the moons and Jupiter, Brihaspati. Now, Brihaspati is the biggest planet, right? Over here, Brihaspati is the guru. Jupiter is the guru of all the devas. Now, when we see he is the biggest planet in our solar system, he has multiple moons of his own. Right? Think about it. Moon is considered so important. Why is moon considered so important? We worship the moon because the gravitational pull of the moon affects us. It affects our moods. It affects, when you look at the ocean, it rises high up or low depending on high tide and low tide depends on the moon, right? It happens to us. Our mood swings are dependent on the moon. kuch? So it is pure science. Tara, star. A star has a light of its own. The moon does not. The moon desires the light of his own. Brihaspati has a lot of moons of his own. These are not mere fairy tales. That is why they say, right? Even if we can internalize one verse, the entire Vedas, the entire truth will be revealed to us. We just have to hold on to one thing internalize it and implement it in our lives the day we are able to do that see it happened to ramanda maharishi when his father was dying his father died his father was lying and he was weeping. so somebody told him don't cry don't cry that is not your father your father is gone he said what a person who has full body parts, right? There's no nothing rotting, nothing missing. He looks as alive as possible. Is not my father? Who is gone? What is gone? He said, everything is here only. Then somebody said, no, no, no. Your father is gone. This is just his shove. This is his body. So then Ramana Bhajali, she said, is it so? That means there is something beyond this body that is me. Who am I? Who am I? This kind of thing happens to us when somebody dies. It is known as Shamshan Maragya. When somebody near to us dies, we think Sab hai. everything is useless. We'll go away. We'll take nothing with us. Everything will be left behind. Who went away? Even the body is left behind. We don't even take the body with us. Who is this we? He said, who, is, who am I? Who was my father? Where have I come from? Where do I go? Who am I, who am I, who am I, who am I, Ramada Maharishi became Bhagwan Ramada Maharishi. He became a Bhagwan. From an ordinary little boy, he became Bhagwan Ramada Maharishi. Self-inquiry, self-inquiry, who am I, but he did not leave it. What happens to us is we oscillate. We oscillate between wanting to know and to not know. We oscillate between Shreyas and prayers. We oscillate so much. There are times when we touch the peak and we come toppling down. It is sad. Just imagine the charus. Each charu, that is each pot had what was needed to create a great king and to create a great sage. Because the king was for, the that charu was for Gadhi's wife, Gadhi's wife and this was for Satyavati and his child. Such technology. What stops us then? Hanuman says, right? Kaha Hanumanta Vipati Prabhu Soi. That is one obstacle. Kaha Hanumanta Vipati Prabhu Soi. Japatapa Sumerana Bhajanana Hoi. Kaha Hanumanta Vipati Prabhu Soi. Japatapa Sumerana Bhajanana Ohhoi. Ehitana. कर फल विषयनाभो भाई तन कर फल स्वलप अनंत he is saying that biggest problem Hanumanji says, The biggest problem is only one. When I am not thinking about you, my Lord. Rest all is not a problem. What else is it? it's a Maya. Nothing is real. So what is the problem? The biggest problem is, when I am not connected to you. When I am not thinking about you. When I am disconnected by you. What happened to the moon, Pura Rava, when they got disconnected by the Lord, the sorrows, griefs, agonies and the problems started. Till they were connected to the Lord, Everything was okay. The minute you disconnect from the Lord and you connect to the world, that is the start of all problems. So, Kaha Hanuman, the Vipati Prabhu, so he jumped up, so may run a bhajan and a hoi. Ehitanakar fal, Vishayanabhai. He says, Ye manav of Sharir jo melahe, boha Vishay bhoke nahi hai. This human birth is not for fulfilling your desires and sensuous indulgence. It is not for that. Vishaya Suk Ek adha ke liye swarg sa sukhat lagta hai I am reading from Dogreji Maharaj's book on Bhagavad. He's saying all this joy is momentary you know momentary joys they feel like we have reached heaven right this visheka Sukh, the suk of maya the suk of attachment momentarily you will feel that you have reached heaven but kintu anth be to dukh 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 aur dukhi hota hai dukh dukh dukhi hat lagta hai Dogreji bharat says ki at the end of it what do we get dukh Duk, 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 duk. Think about it. Momentary joys, unending sorrow. Momentary joys, unending sorrow. Because that is the nature. It is perishable. Perishable things cannot give you unending joy. Only eternal can. Badam Sharir Pakar, Jo Badushya, Batra ke Piche, hi laga rehta hai. <laughs> so, this is the way it is. In spite of having the Manusha Jeevan, where you can get Amrit, you are still running after poison. Don't do this. This is a human birth. Don't waste it. And the biggest problem starts where? Hanuman ji says, When you are unable to do your prayers, when you are unable to think about the Lord, that is the biggest problem. Nothing else is. This is a beautiful verse. It is worth memorizing. I definitely will. Then see the Bhagwat, there are a lot of great sages from Akhanda to Dogreji Maharaj to these sages have written what the Bhagwat told them. And when you read their interpretations along with the original text, something will touch your heart. It is not possible. With these realized souls talking, awakening does not happen. At the minute the awakening happens, everything else becomes trivial, right? Sorrow ends because we consider all the momentary joys and all the worldly things to be big, right? The minute there is something bigger in our life, for instance, God, everything else becomes trivial. And when we know the Lord is the protector do we get sad about what is being presented? And these kind of examples that come in the scriptures should awaken the thought process in our mind. They had technology. They had science. They were not primates. They were not backward. They were more evolved than we are. And if they were more evolved than we are, if they are saying this is possible, it is possible. Walk with faith, tab to kuch hoga. See, why so much of emphasis on faith? Because the 10th khan is Krishna. And we have to understand Krishna. So what these ladies did is, let's get back to the Charu. What these ladies did is, they mixed the Charu. So, Satyavati took the Charu, which was meant for our mother, and mother took the Charu, which was meant for Satyavati. Now, when the sage came, Satyavati told her what had happened. And the sage said, what have you done? How could you make such a blunder? For a king, there are different characteristics that are needed. For a Brahmin, there are different characteristics that are needed. Now you have taken the thing that will make somebody a Kshatriya. And she has taken taken the Charu, which will give rise to a Brahmin. Now what do we do? Now she said that the Kshatriya characteristics, the characteristics that were needed for the time, were very fierce. And now our child will have that fierce characteristic. Now she started crying. Satyavati said, No, I do not want such a child. I want a pious, you know, pious child who is docile. I do not want a Kshatriya. I do not want a destroyer. I do not want a Ugra child. I, I do not want it. I am not a queen. That was meant for my mother. But that cannot be reversed. He said, whatever you have done, it cannot be reversed now. Your mother has already taken the charu. She will get a child and you will too. She said, please, can you do something? You have so much of strength and you have so much of wisdom. You have so much of power, of tapas. So he said, okay, what I can do is I can delay it by a generation. See, whatever you have done, we have studied this in great depth that we are responsible for our descendants and ancestors also right we what we do today can liberate our ancestors they are the pitras and what we do today impacts our descendants their character their nature everything because it is from us that they come right nobody is an independent entity yes they will have their own vasanas, some scars, definitely. But a lot will be taken from us also. So over here, she says, I do not want this characteristic in my son. So the saint says, okay, then it will come out a generation later. It cannot be eliminated. Aapke karmo ke fal aapko nahi to aapke ko aur aapke ko nahi to unke ko You are responsible for your actions. We say, whatever I do is my choice because it affects me. Stop talking like a fool. It does not affect only you. Whatever you do affects your descendants and affects your ancestors. The responsibility is massive. I do not know when we became an independent entity. When when did we become this nuclear independent entity? I never understand there is a ripple effect we are connected to everything in nature this movie avatar it's a beautiful english movie it shows the connection of each and everything how the memories are left behind kindly watch it everything is still present nothing goes away your good karma your bad karma is there in the air kahan jayega it does not vanish. And so, she said, okay, so be it. And with this, she got a son called Jama Jamadagni. Jamadagni. Now, Jamadagni was the son and he was very pious because she wanted the characteristic to be different, right? And he, Jamadagni, married Redukaji. ji. Jamadagni, very pious, very elevated, a divine soul. And his wife was no less. See, the sages always tried to get somebody who was as or more. If Muni was elevated, Ansurya Ma was no less. Ansurya Ma had the capacity to bring Ganga to her own ashram because Muni had gotten old and he could not do his normal walk to the Ganga thrice a day. So she said, my husband is old and he cannot do the puja by going to the Ganga. So I want you, Ganga Ma, to come here to my ashram. Saying this, she made Ganga come to her ashram. Such divine souls. Was Sita Ma any lesser than Ram? Was Radha lesser than Krishna? No. So over here, Renuka was very divine. And they had children. The youngest of the child was Ram known as Ram, later called as Parashuram and Ram's characteristic was as per the characteristic of a Kshatriya born in a Brahmin Kul, but he was a Kshatriya by nature. Very short tempered very angry he would get at times. He could not take insult. If somebody had wronged him, he had to teach them a lesson. Such kind of a tendency was there in him. Very nice. Not a bad boy. But he was very easily, he would get easily agitated. That was Parashura. So, he started growing. Very happy they were. And they had a cow of plenty. Kaabdhenu. Cow of plenty. They lived happily. A lot of yagdas were done by Jamadagni and Renu Kaaba. Her sons were very disciplined. All of them were on the path. There was no agony of any kind. Yes, Ram over there had a short temper, but it is okay. So at times they would make fun of him and he would get angry. So they enjoyed making fun of him. You tend to enjoy making fun of the people who tend to get angry and take it personally, isn't it? Whom do you like to tease? The person who gets upset, isn't it? A person who has no effect. You cannot tease a person who has no effect, right? So So, they were a normal family like you and me leading a normal life and doing a lot of tap till Kartaviri Arjun, Sahasrabahu Arjun who had thousand arms entered their life. This can happen to anyone, right? Anytime our peaceful life can be disrupted. There is no surety. Rab over here was an Absh of Mahavishtu. Right? He was Absh of that great divine, born to Javadagni and Renuka. Was there any guarantee that no agony would touch them? Who said? See the thing is Lord does not take away our agony. What he does is he gives us a strength to face the agony. It gives us the strength to face the agony without becoming bitter. And we become better. No matter what the situation in front of us, we are able to face it with a composed calm mind without getting agitated and deluded, without swaying and going to the wrong path and sticking to the right path. Jashree, <coughs> yes, this is all that the Lord does. So now Kartavirya Arjuna was very powerful. He had done a lot of tapas, and by the blessings of Datt, Lord Datt, known as Dattatreya, he got powers. He got uh, it, again Dattatreya is also a manifestation of Lord Narayan, so thousand arms, and he was undefeatable. He was uh, he was like a walking power when nobody could cross him. So such was his power. And with power, what happens? If the power is not controlled, what happens? It gets to your head, right? And when it gets to your head, what happens? Disaster happens. See, my father always used to tell me, there is this button up there, okay? And this button, when hit, there is nowhere but doubtful. And so you achieve in life, when you achieve a lot of things in life, like you are successful in your studies or you're successful as a mother or whoever is listening, wherever you are successful, what happens? You get appreciation. You start feeling good. Of course, when you are successful, you feel good, right? Very few are like Ramji where there is no feeling of agony and sorrow, which is supposed to be there with us also because we are not the doers. But let's get back do the feeling. Now the feeling is so beautiful. I am achieving so much in life. I am getting so much in life. Oh my god, I am intelligent. I am so smart. There is nobody who can keep the house as good as I do. So on and so forth. I'm getting promotions of promotions in office, so I am in you know defeatable. So I am so great. And then you move on and move on and move on. If you don't check it and if you don't not are not in awareness. There is something that is happening there. You know what is happening? There is an element of ego and pride which is coming in you. Yes, ego and pride. So there is a certain level of ego and pride which the Lord lets us have. right? So ego, pride, ego, pride, ego, pride. And the level keeps rising, 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 rising. It rises till a level where we hit the button. There is a button. So we are getting success very successful, and if we let the ego rise, there will be a button we'll hit, and after that button, there will be a downfall. There is a cycle, isn't it? It's cyclical. Success failure, success failure. That thing is permanent in this world. So don't gloat when you are very successful, and don't whine when you are not. It is because of your own doing. When you become very proud and egoistic because of your success, there is a downfall. When there is a downfall, you get battered and beaten and some of them don't ever get up. The others say, no, I'll try my best. I made that mistake. I should not have been so arrogant. I should not have stopped practicing. It is not talent. It is hard work, blah, 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 whatever. And then you start rising again. And with the rise, again, the ego comes, boom, again, the button is pressed and then you go down. And again, so this rise and fall is because of ego. So, over here, when the button was pressed, then what will happen? device, right? So, Kartavirya Arjun, after all the pray, praying to Dutta and uh, getting all the power, he became very strong. So, now he started controlling nature also. If he did not want the flow of the river, he would show the, his power to all the, his queens and he would stop the river. And then the process, what happened? When he stopped the river, it flooded the other side, right? See? Whatever we do has an equal and opposite impact. When you stop the flow of the river from this side, what will happen? It will flow on the other side. So why do we always keep interfering in the workings of the nature? Whenever we disturb the balance of the nature, there is great disaster that is going to happen. Because one river is not an independent entity. It is connected to a thousand different things. And we have been doing it, you know. Diverting rivers from here to there. Creating channels. Momentarily, yes, it might give us a benefit. But eventually, we are disturbing the natural cycle. Don't interfere with nature. Don't interfere. Work according to the nature. Work according to the nature. The nature is not supposed to work according to you. Now, he stopped it. Now, over there on the other side, Ravan... Was uh, preparing for a tapas. He was in the next to this river Reva, and he was he had prepared all the samagri. And when the Kartavirya Arjun stopped, Sahasra Bhavarjun, whatever you want to call him, stopped the flow, the river flooded Ravan's side. Now Ravan got very angry. Ravan again, again, if Kartaviri has thousand hands, Ravan has dead head, they had a battle, but again, he was Arjun was undefeatable. So he it is said that he took Ravan. To Bahaspati, that is the capital of his city, and he took him there. He put him in the stables, he did not even take him to the prison. And it is said that he kept him with the animals, like an animals, and the children would kick him. And till his father, Rishi Pulastya, came and requested Arjun to release Ravan, Ravan had to stay there and face all the humiliation so this went on so he was captivated and one day while going in the jungle it is a tradition chahiye. why should it be, I do not know but it was a tradition there that when you are crossing a certain place and in the middle comes an ashram or an elevated soul lives there you stop, you pay your respect and then you go forward so again Kartavirya Arjun Sahasrabhu Arjun did the same thing he went to Jamadagni's ashram To give his respect. That was the agenda to start with, right? So when he came, the sage was very, very happy and he welcomed him. Just imagine, welcomed him. Not only welcomed him, he welcomed his entire army. Army of many, many thousands of people. Animals. He welcomed them. With not only normal water or uh, namaste. No, he gave them food. The choicest of food. The choicest of luxuries. The choicest of things. That Arjun over here said that this sage has more than me. Just imagine. He has everything that I worked so hard for. I had to do so much of tapasya to get so much of strength. And he has the strength without any... Of course, he also did tapasya. But he has more strength than I have. He can make anything possible. What is the secret? And so he asked, what is the secret? How do you... How are you able to pepper so much? You have a poor little ashram, tattered clothes and a roof which is half fallen. How are you able to have so much of... uh, Glory, so much of food, everything. How is it possible? Now, when this happened, he said, see, I have a cow of plenty. I have cowed, dhedu through my tapas, for my yagna, yagadi, and to feed my family and my children, God gave me this so that I can take care of everybody because initially my children were not being fed. Unfortunately, I am a sage. I don't go around earning. I had to stop and I did not want to stop my tapas and go around looking for a living. So this speaks volumes about how Kartavirya Arjun was looking after his people. Sahasrabaho, very strong. He worshipped uh, Datt and got all his penance but he was not capable of looking after the sages in his kingdom. What kind of a king was he? He was definitely not a just king. That means the Kshatriyas or the kings at that time were not just. Bilkul nahi. See, there is a duty that we all have to follow. I don't know, it must be boring to hear it time and again. But the people who earn, that is the Grihast Ashram, the kings and all, they are responsible to take care of the Brahmacharya Ashram. Brahmacharya Ashram, that is the youngsters who don't earn anything. And after that, they are supposed to take off the vanaprastha Ashram and Sannyasis and the Sannyas Ashram. They are obliged to take care of the Pitras. They are obliged to take care of nature. They are obliged to take care of... They are obliged to take care of who? They are obliged to take care of the deities. They are obliged to take care of all the sages. So this one ashram, which gets a lot of money because that is they work, they have income. They have a lot of responsibility. Now the king over here also had a lot of responsibility. He was responsible that in his kingdom, the sages, the tapasvis, the brahmacharis, the vadaprastis, his citizens, devis, detyas, the pitras, everybody, the nature, the cows, the Dhenus, everybody was kept with love and care. See, that is why the king is known as the Amsh of the Lord. If that does not happen, what is the use of the king? Now, this king thought that they have the cow. I want it. It is better for me. Why should it stay? This has happened before also, right? This We'll talk about it later. Between Vashishta Guru and Vishwamitra. He was not Vishwamitra at that time. So, either you call him Kaushik or you call him Vishwarat. They wanted this, what the sage had. We all want what the sages have, right? Why do we bow down to them? Why do we respect them so much? Why do we look up to them? The thing is, we want what they have. We want the peace and contentment they have, but we do not want to work towards it. Now, he wants the Kaabdhiru. But he does not want to do another tapasya to get the Kamthiru. He wants to steal it. See, we will propagate the sage, we will fall flat on his feet, but we do not want to become like him. We do not want to do the tapasya probably that he is doing. We do not want to lead a life which is sinless. We do not want to follow what he is doing to get contentment. We want to steal it. The mood wanted to steal Tara. Right? Light. We all. This is the quest. Journey. We know it is possible. There are people who are doing it. There are people who are liberated. There are people who are totally contented and happy. We will bow down to them. But we do not want to become them. We will ask them to give us peace, joy and prosperity. But we are not going to work hard, know the self and realize our inner peace, joy and prosperity. Q. You to here. See, children or the adults, whoever is listening, our scriptures are not asking us to leave anything. Don't get this misconception in your mind ever. If you are a student, give 100% to your studies. If you are a parent, complete your responsibility for your child to the best of your ability. If you have olders in the house, respect them and love them. If you have People who are dependent on you, you have to care for them. You cannot run away shrugging your response, kaha jaoge? Kyu jaoge? Veragya, hota hai. Dispassion is inside. You cannot find it outside. We have to do our duties to the best of our ability. A student has to study. A father has to earn, a mother has to nurture or she can also earn whatever. No, uh, there is no doubt about it. We have to, wherever we are placed in life, we have to give in our 100%. But at the same time, we started the session with vision, mission, long-term planning, short-term planning, day-to-day planning, tactical planning, all those plannings, right? Do all this with your vision in mind. Do all this with your vision in mind. And your vision should be Sat Chit Anand. Aham sat Satchit Anand I want to know the self. I want to reach the divine. With that in mind, revel in the world, do all your responsibilities. With that kind of a vision. You will see how beautifully your life turns out, how beautifully every relationship is nurtured, how beautifully you all are able to perform in your schools or your universities or in your workplaces. All the dissipation of the negative and all the dissipation of the positive and the negative energies is going to stop. There will be no negative energy. Your positive energy is going to be channelized properly what are the three dissipations of energies again let's repeat it first is we are always brooding and crying or worried we are sad because of our past right that person should not have done so so and so to me and then we are worried about a future we do not even know how long we live and in the present, we are so anxious. There is excitement. If you have so many subjects to study, you do not even know where to start. Are start. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. Start. Patiently. Very. Take a deep breath. Start. Everything will fall in place. Don't get excited. Don't waste your energy in the present also. And then when you have such a vision, I want to reach that divine The Lord, this kind of a dissipation, this kind of a. this kind of upheavals in your life won't happen. No matter what the situation, you will be able to retain your positivity and your energy. Over here, He wants to steal because He is unable to generate all the tapasya, all the rituals, all the puja part which is done for the material world, will never give you unending, everlasting joy. The sages pray for the Lord. In the process, whatever they get is prashad. You can't steal away from them the joy they have earned or has been given by the grace of the Lord. Think about it. Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari Hey Nath Narayadavasu Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari Hey Nath Narayadavasu Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari he darted dara He dara He O O Vasude vaya, Vasude vaya, Vasude vaya. Rab a laksh bad jada ki. Jebolo hadu badaki. Jai Bolo Hanubad Ki, Jai Bolo Hanubad Ki, Bolo Pajrag Bali Ki Jai, Jai Shri Rab, Jai Shri Krishna, Jai Hanubad, Jai Hanubad, Jai Hanubad.